In case you're scratching your head and wondering, how did we get to this passage on Sunday, today? Uh, When I was invited to preach here for three weeks, after looking and asking about what the preferred scripture selections are for you all, I took a quick scan of the lectionary. Lectionary is a three-year cycle that reads through different texts assigned on Sundays. And I saw that it was following Luke for the next few weeks and thought that for some consistency in my own preparation and from week to week, we'd follow along with the lectionary. On closer inspection this week, I found myself scratching my head on this passage and wishing I'd looked a little bit closer before diving into this one. As Stephanie has mentioned in the children's time, this is a tough parable, one that each time we engage with it, we could hear something new God is saying to us in the passage every time we look at it. So for this Sunday, here is some of what I heard God saying through the passage. I think it's good to remember where we were last week and maybe where we're going next week in the Gospel of Luke. So if you remember last week, we had the stories of the three lost things with increasing intensity of the loss, but with someone searching for them, someone gathering a community when they were found and celebrating their return. Next week, we're going to have a story about a rich person walking by and not seeing someone in need. So we have a constellation of stories about seeing and valuing and celebrating. Another thing that I found helpful this week was to understand that neither the master nor the manager represent God in this parable. You know, often when we're listening to parables, a person who has a lot of power or wealth or prestige is seen as God. We only need to look back in chapter 16 to see that the father represents God in the prodigal son parable. But as I said, neither the lord of the manor, the lord of the land, the master, nor the stewards of the funds that were the masters, the manager, represent God. Instead, I would argue that they represent unfailing devotion. This is a parable about where one places their trust and how that trust and devotion leads to a life of purpose and action. The manager, the one responsible for the day-to-day operations of the Lord, the land, um, the one responsible for the return on investment, has placed his devotion in wealth and self-preservation through getting money. The manager's placed his trust in money and the relationships that that money will develop for him. He has trust in financial stability and the sense of security and place in the community that comes from that sort of stability. And the manager, and I would argue the master in this story, are consistent in their devotion. And that devotion shapes their purpose and actions. They have one purpose, to get more money, to stay rich. The manager uses any means possible to do this. They know welcome and security in the community, or they believe that that welcome and the security, the welcome and security in the community can only come through their status. So the manager knows that in order to be rescued and have a place in the community, he must use the money at his discretion to garner favor with those under him. So that's what we see him do. We see him cut out his own commission to get in good with the folks who are in debt to the master, So maybe those same folks will help him later. The manager is consistent in his devotion 
and uses what's entrusted to him to serve a higher purpose. In this case, his higher purpose is getting more wealth and taking care of himself. Jesus says, The master commended the dishonest manager because he acted cleverly. People who belong to this world are more clever in dealing with their peers than people who belong to the light. What is being commended is that this manager is consistent in his devotion to money and his actions reveal his consistency. By the way, for those of us listening and even the hearers of this parable then, they might have known the theological word that was being talked about, idolatry. Idolatry is having or inventing something in which one trusts in place of or alongside of the only true God. The listeners of this parable would have begun to recognize that it was idolatry that Jesus was talking about. And maybe even they would have begun wondering, is my devotion consistent and evident in my purpose to love God, love neighbor, and self? And do my actions reflect that purpose? There's hints of this as we continue to read the parable when Jesus says, whoever is faithful in a little will be faithful in much. One who's dishonest in a little will be dishonest in much. If you haven't been faithful with worldly wealth, who will you trust with your true riches? If you haven't been faithful with someone else's property, who will give you your own? You cannot serve God and wealth. A parable that's been talking about money management for personal gain and greater wealth quickly shifts there to a sermon and dialogue about devotion and asks these questions of the hearers. Are you, as a follower of Jesus, consistent in your devotion to God? Do your actions and purpose in life reveal a devotion and trust in God? Do you love God, neighbor, and self? And have you placed that love at the center of your life and purpose? Jesus might be speaking to us today to say, Oh, if Christians could have the same steadfast devotion as those who worship and follow money do. He speaks of this devotion at the end of the passage, saying, God knows our hearts. What is highly valued for people is deeply offensive to God. Until John, there was only the law and the prophets. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone is urged to enter it. The good news of the kingdom of God that Jesus preached calls for a different devotion and a different use and reorientation of the uses of the resources God has provided us. We're still called to be as shrewd as the manager in showing our devotion to God. And it turns out that even people who might not profess their faith in God can show a shrewd and faithful devotion. I bring that up because this week, if you saw the news and maybe you're interested in outdoor apparel and buy that occasionally, you might have seen that the family of Patagonia, which is an outdoor apparel manufacturer and seller, shared that they were shifting the ownership of the shares of their company into the majority ownership of the shares of their company into a private trust focused on addressing land conservation and climate resiliency stating that they wanted to build a better world for their children and all creatures. 
I looked around this week hoping that I could find evidence that they, their decision was drawn from a faith tradition, but it's not. I can't find evidence of that. I'd love it if someone did. But it does show a way of using wealth and power for a different, higher purpose that aligns with our call to love neighbor. I should also note that it's a culmination of a lot of little steps in this company or being faithful in little things that led to this shift in ownership. Patagonia has been around for about 50 years and has been a forerunner on a number of policies. They had paternity leave in the 70s. They've had a flexible work life. If the waves are good, you get out and go surfing. If the powder's good, you get out and go skiing. They've used fair traded and sustainably grown materials for years. They have a reuse, repair, and recycle program on their gear. They don't, they don't do planned obsolescence. They want to play, to make things that last for a long time. And if not, send them back and they'll repair them or recycle the materials and replace it. They use renewable energy. They have on-site childcare and years ago had committed up 1% of their annual revenue to causes addressing climate change. From the beginning, this corporation has been shaped by a different purpose. And through being faithful in little things from the start, they have grown to be faithful in much. I think this can provide us an example as Christians on how to structure our lives and resources to reflect a clear purpose that leads to consistent actions. They also remind us in this story that it takes years of work to orient ourselves towards the devotion and love of God, starting with small, faithful stewardship of our times, our skill, our time, our skills, and our resources. It's the small steps and the little things we do with our time, the skills we have, and the money God has given us to move those to reflecting that we love God, love neighbor, and ourselves. A thought and challenge for the closing, and it was actually a great question to talk about a job you don't love at the beginning of this sermon. Many of you have seen the news that we clearly have a generation and a segment of this community that is having a realization about the consequences of misplaced devotion. Folks who have physically placed devotion on long work hours, folks who have spiritually trusted that the money will address the needs they have and provide them the purpose they're looking for. Many of these folks have found that devotion wanting and thus the great resignation. People right now are seeking meaning and purpose and a better life of action. One of our confessions, the Heidelberg Catechism, shares our relationship to work and wealth like this, that I do whatever I can for my neighbor's good, that I treat others as, they, as I would like them to treat me, and that I work faithfully so that I may share with those in need. How can we as Christians help others seek faithful work that leads to a purpose of sharing the kingdom of God and supporting those in need. As we look at this great resignation and a group of people seeking purpose and meaning, what is the good news of the kingdom of God that folks need to hear? What life of purpose does God offer that understands all resources we have at our disposal, our time, our wealth, and our skills, 
are to show a devotion to loving God, loving neighbor, and loving self. And finally, will you go and reflect this good news of the kingdom of God? Thanks be to God.